Are you looking to level up your author business? Are you pounding your head against a wall, wondering what your next step should be? Then join me, Daniel Wilcox. And me, Sasha Black, as we haul ass each week in a bid to level up. Level up. Come along for the ride as we delve deep into the business of writing, craft, entrepreneurship, and every level of the author journey. This is the Next Level Author Podcast. Achievers, this is episode 77 of the Next Level Authors Podcast. (laughs) A podcast where we hold each other to account and track our step-by-step progress as we level up our author business. My name is Sasha Black and here with me, unfortunately, every single week is... Dan Sandsbeard. (laughs) Yes, you look so much better without that facial vagina hair thing that you had going on I feel like I watched five years of my life go down the drain (laughs) in like a good way that sounds really negative (laughs) but like yeah that it's it's gone I got to so the plan was originally to lose five centimeters from my waist and then I was going to shave like I didn't want to do like a weight goal because I'm working out as well and I know that weight can fluctuate with like you know muscle build and stuff and so the plan originally was to lose five centimeters. And then I started an eight week nutrition plan with my sister, who's um, almost very, very new qualified to be a, a professional nutritionist. And uh, I was like, okay, so after that eight weeks, which will take me to the next Tuesday, that's when I'll measure myself. And I got to, was it yesterday, Thursday? And I literally just went, I'm so done with this beard. Like, and my tape measure was next to me. I'm like, I'm going to measure myself because if I haven't hit this goal, I need to be prepared to cry a lot and to catch the salty tears in my ginger pubic beard. And <laughs> so I, <laughs> I measured myself and I lost six centimetres off my waist. So I went over what I wanted to and then I shaved and then I lost another stone from beard loss. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm, oh regained my God. half a decade in facial. I regained half a decade in my visual appearance. Like, oh, I... Nothing against people with beards. Like it, there, there were some interesting parts of it, but nothing that I could really say with much enthusiasm that I enjoyed. Like I'm just I, beards. It's just it's just, it's just not for me. I, I I get basically a fire on my face, and it's a bit of an eye draw. And like in terms of the red, not in terms of like a rash. <laughs> and so yeah, the beard is gone. And there you go. That's that's all I've got for you this week. Thanks for joining us for this week's next level authors. Or yeah. join in next week for Dan's update. So check in. I think you've already started. How else was your week? Okay. Uh, So the beard is gone. Uh, I smashed another 25,000 words and finished a client book. Um, And I might have recorded a record of, I think it was like 57,000 words I wrote in 11 working days. So I'm like very, very happy with that. Fuck. That's insane. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My fingers are talking to me. Um, And yeah, it's been, it's been a good week of getting the words in, continuing the early mornings. And uh, also setting up lots of stuff for a few future projects. Um, yeah, so all in all, it's just been a very on it week. And I felt on top of stuff, which is quite nice. Not the stuff ever ends. There's still more to do, but always that's where I'm at. Oh, another really cool thing, just because I think this will be really uh, useful for listeners. Last Friday, I made, so when winter comes, the collected edition comes out on the 21st of September, which is the date that this is. And so because I've still got each individual episode of that serial that I wrote last year I decided on Friday last week to make book one perma-free in the minute really annoyingly it's only gone perma-free in the US store um, and for some reason they're having issues with the other stores which I can't figure out why that's an issue 
But anyway, I need to get back to him. But book one has, I've done no promotion, nothing to it. On the first day that it went free, it moved like 25 copies. And then it's moved like 100 copies just by itself over the last week and sort of climbed up the free charts. And I'm like, if I put some steam behind that, like ads, promos and things, that will pick up, raise that rank. People read that and then might buy the collected edition of the other episodes. And so for, for me, it's just a nice little sort of sign that there's still some validity behind Permafree if you, you know, use it in the right strategy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, definitely. How's your week been? It has been a weird week. <laughs> Dan, for listeners, is showing his Weird Week t-shirt. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry I keep clearing my throat. My throat is uh, very disgusting. unhappy with me i um have yeah struggled a bit this week with my voice so apologies for that um why yeah it's been a weird week because um stuff and things have been happening that i didn't ever expect to happen i don't really know what i'm allowed to say because things aren't yeah i know so um I think I'm going to wait another week before I... Should I wait another week? I don't know if I'm allowed to say... I don't know what I'm allowed to say. What, what am I allowed to if say? If you're not sure, I'd err on the side of caution. Yeah, okay. So we'll wait another week. Um, <laughs> for my the next little teasers programme. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, basically some very exciting things have happened in the background. Um, some other things that require me to spend more time writing words have happened and I'm really struggling to find a way to make those words happen um but I need to like write a whole book before the end of the year uh, or or the rest of the book because I'm about 25k in um <clears throat> so Which I need is a to, solid start yeah it is a solid start but I really need to shake things up uh, and focus on that um what else has happened this week yeah I mean I've really really struggled I've been exhausted like most of this week um I do think it's the getting up really early um I mean I sort of feel like the morning things are a bit pointless now for me um because like this morning I didn't really do an awful lot I tidied my desk um you know I edited about five handwritten pages so okay I did get a little bit done but more and more I'm finding excuses not to do the words in the morning um mm-hmm. and mostly I feel empty I feel like I haven't got anything inside me which is generally a sign that I need to generate some energy pennies um and uh yeah this like I was looking um at the stats and for the first two quarters of the year I'd read over 40 books each quarter um, or th- 30 plus and 40 and then this court no that doesn't like that doesn't add up anyway this quarter I've read yeah I've read a lot of books and then this quarter I read like 15 or 16 now um so Are you including things like your rebel anthology stories in that count because obviously that's no. reading I know it's a different type of reading but no because the thing's not published I can't track it so that's not including anything <laughs> that's not like that's only including published things that are trackable anyway um yeah. so yeah I've read a lot less this quarter and I think that has had a severe impact on my creative well um I am trying to find uh, other ways around it and stuff anyway so this week like I, I actually can't really talk about most of the things which is really frustrating I've had a really crazy week everybody and some crazy things have happened that I would love to tell you all about uh, but I'm not sure that I can. So um, I will wait another <laughs> week and hopefully I'll have some more 
solid things that I can mention and then I can give you some lessons that learned about the things that have gone on in the background. Level up. Yup, yup. Level up this week goes to bum, 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 bum. Renee Gallant, who released the third book in our series and tripled her sales for the month. And I'm actually going to read the latter half of this sentence quite quietly because it diminishes the achievement and it really annoys me that she added this, which is, that sounds better than it actually was, but I'm pleased. Renee. Like triple is triple, man. It doesn't matter exactly. how triple big or small that is. Triple, triple is 300%. Exactly. So That's huge. That is huge. Very, very well done to Renee. So well done, Renee. That's awesome. So we haven't. And patron. I will add, she was very, very sorry. Just I will add, she was very, very kind enough to um share how she did that with my writers group. Oh, excellent. So she sort of, I know. So she delved into actually like the mechanics of what she did and kind of what the numbers were, which I think was just invaluable to a lot of people because we obviously a few episodes ago shared our first books and what they did in their first month, and I think just. The more that kind of information can get out, just the better or the easier it is for people to understand like where the bar should start earlier on and like in different positions throughout the author career. So thank you, Renee. Yeah. Uh, so we have a new patron. Yay. Thank you. And a we do. welcome to Dharma Keller. Um, Hello, Dharma. If you would like to join us uh, on Patreon, uh, then you can do so by visiting patreon.com forward slash next level authors. And as this airs, did you say it was the 21st of September? 22nd. 22nd of September. That this evening, in the future, this evening, <laughs> we will be doing our next uh, NLA live patron Q&A. So, um, you are yeah. on it, Sasha. You're doing well this week. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. Somehow. <laughs> uh, yeah, I look, yeah. On the inside, I'm falling apart, I can assure you. Um <laughs> Like, I cannot tell you the mental anguish I am struggling with at the moment. Um, I can get that a lot when people sit down in conversation with me. <laughs> Honestly, it's not you. Good things make me spiral. And this is another thing that I want to go to. My <laughs> I know it's stupid. Like, but it's re- like, I, I have to ask this question about um, competition. Here's another great thing. Oh, fuck. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no. <laughs> A little bit so like good things happen and my competition should be all like yay celebration but like most of the time I'm just like ah, fraud how did you manage to do that you know and then uh-huh. like like well exactly and then and then my brain I've got to finish this book rather rapidly and my brain's just shut down it's like fuck you if you think you're gonna write <laughs> So now I, yeah. anyway, right. Um, notices. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit on it this week. Oh, so I've got two cool things for this week because by the time this episode airs, so uh, patrons, I haven't worked out the time for this, patrons might not be able to access it when this goes live on your own thing. But as of the airing of this episode, number one, the new NaNoWriMo bootcamp page will be live. So for people who want to get involved in uh, Nano this year and they're looking for a group of writers and a system that last year, basically, and I did the math on this, basically we uh, increased the success rate of NaNoWriMo entrance by 300% in my group. Um, Then go over to danielwilcox.com forward slash Nano and there you can find all the information, what's included, all the sign up page, all of that good stuff. Um, It's £50 for the month to get involved and with that you get sort of the community aspect, you get live sprints. You get constant daily motivation. There's just a whole load of goodies that you get over that month that should increase your chances of completing Nano. 
Number two, on top of that, I'm also going to be running my first ever five-day challenge. For running from the 11th to the 15th of October, I am doing a NaNoWriMo prep camp, what I'm calling preppers, in which for, and this is free for people to enter, you can sign up um, and get involved, but it's uh, essentially a five-day program where I go into the mindset, the ups and downs, the biggest obstacles of what blocks most people completing NaNo and give you guys some kind of preparation so that you can basically know what the, the monster is ahead and you can slay it and, and reach 50,000 50, words. So that is over at my new website, which is over at activatedauthors.com forward slash nano, which I think we're going to be jumping into a bit more in a little bit. So I'll leave that one there. <laughs> lovely, lovely. <clears throat> I think I'm going to have to do nano this year. I hate nano. which is I'm potentially year. attempting three books in nano three full books 150,000 words uh it would probably be 150,000 words but I'm going to be like jump getting my words between three books I'm okay. probably going to be getting about 100k I kind of have to finish the scent of death so like as well as editing Join us. <laughs> <laughs> mm. um we can do a silent November <laughs> like do you know the strange thing about silent september last night when i was like winding down for bed i was shockingly but genuinely looking forward to waking up and then i had to finish the book that i was reading because i've got these five books for the amazon kindle storyteller competition that i have to read by the 8th of october and I was like, I don't want to start those books until I finish the book. I don't want to leave another thing unfinished, you mm -hmm. know, because I've got so many unfinished things and it's really making me quite depressed. Um, small D depressed, not big D depressed. Um, <clears throat> and um, so I was like, I need to finish this book, but I still had like 200 pages to read. So um, I was like, I'll just do it. So I did it. And then, and then I slept through my alarm. <laughs> And if it weren't for the fact that we had an alarm in the bedroom as well, I would not have gotten up. I literally mm. slept. And then, <clears throat> like, and the, the sad thing is, I'm, I feel really torn because it actually fills me with joy seeing friendly faces first thing in the morning and having an hour. But it, it also fills me with joy filling my energy well with reading. Yes. And <clears throat> that's really hard to do when you've got to get up early because I don't finish, you know, having put the kids to bed or doing podcasts and stuff until late. That's the killer. Yeah, that is the killer. Um, and like the other thing is, if I'm not going to use it for getting words, what's the point? I might as well take mm -hmm. the time to read in the evening anyway. So that's my. It's a, it's a lesson and you can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah. Like you have to you have to make sure that you're on point so you can then give and do that kind of stuff. And like. Yeah, sometimes if it's not working, you have to pivot. Yeah. So um, my, I don't know that I really have any notices um, other than I'll do the same one I did. No, I don't really have one. So let's just move on. Right. Um, what have you enjoyed? Buy Sasha's books. Mm -hmm. um, well, I enjoyed this week. I, I made an egregious purchase that I have zero regrets over once I made the purchase. You know those things where you like, you, you get your eye on something and you're like, oh, I'm going to do a thing but I shouldn't do the thing. I'll wait a few weeks. And then there's just like a niggle. There's like an impulse purchase in your stomach. There's a hot like, yeah, but you're going to buy it, aren't you? I'm, like, I'm not going to buy it. Not yet. Like I have to, I have to do a few things. So I bought myself a Kindle Oasis. Very nice. And I've got like 
a sexy leather cover for it to make it feel like an actual beautiful book um look at that but yeah it, it is a bit of a, a spendy purchase but my rationale for this is that i am switching away from paperbacks so in the long run i'm going to make back that money and then some um and I've always been someone who, like, any tablet that I've bought has always had to be an 8 to 10-inch screen, typically an 8-inch screen, because books are 8, eight inches. And so when I'm reading a tablet, it then feels more like I'm reading a book. And my Paperwhite is 6 inches. This is a 7-inch screen, even though the actual thing is smaller than the Paperwhite, which is nuts. Um, and, yeah, it's just it's just really comfortable in the hand. It's got, like, a little bevel on the back that, like, helps you grip the the device so it's more comfortable because again like I've been having sort of finger pains and things so I'm trying to find ways to reduce that and sort of make my life a little bit easier um and it's sharp it's crisp it's nice it's lovely this smells of like real leather because it is real leather so it feels like an old sort of like leather bound book um and yeah I'm just very very impressed and happy with it so that's my that's my thing that I've enjoyed this week excellent <clears throat> I love a little cheeky purchase every so often um so mm-hmm. I have a bit of a problem because I have three things I've enjoyed and we don't have the airtime for me to go into them so I think... I've got a quick one after as well just for a, a part two but go, go on. on part two you first part two I'm going to do a shout out to my sister as a nutritionist for the amazing work she has done because I've now run two eight-week programs with her and she, as a nutritionist, her entire ethos is uh, it's, it's food freedom with Becca, two Ks, two A's um, on Instagram, on, on Facebook. And her whole principle is you can basically uh, improve how you eat without reducing the enjoyment from the things you eat. So she listens to you. She finds what foods you enjoy. She looks at ways to incorporate that into your diet because losing weight and eating healthier doesn't necessarily mean like cutting out all of the stuff you love and just going to like salads. So I would highly advise anyone. Um, she does that sort of like a 15 minute free consultancy. But yeah, you can find her at Food Freedom with Becca and we'll put some links in the show notes. Do you know <clears throat> what would get me on a programme? Go on. Uh, so the thing that um, I struggle with most is that the majority, and I, I, tell you, I can tell you, I have done a lot of different weight loss things. And... All of them require so much more brain power than normal (laughs) eating that as a parent, as a woman running a business, I don't have the brain capacity to Mm -hmm. add that in. So the perfect weight loss thing for me would be someone who has a plethora of recipes at hand for someone who is also lactose intolerant doesn't eat mm-hmm. egg a vegetarian <laughs> like and that could find it doesn't eat avocado like all of the things that like every single person like because I've had personal trainers I've had all and you know what they all fall down when it comes to me and food because I'm I have well, this is the thing like, like food yeah. is such a huge component of what we do and her, her qualification everything she goes into so as part of the program you get like an app in which she, she kind of works out like your proteins your fats your, your carbs the things you should eat on your levels based off of your activity level your situation your gender your stage of life like it's all customized to you um so like my mum has been on the program with her as well and our diets have been vastly different in terms of like portion size and particular sort of nuances but for the most part because we live together we do like very very similar foods um and yeah, within sort of the app, you do, she can recommend like recipes and sort of set you up with things to help you hit those macros based off of your limitations and what you do and don't like. So again, it's, it's the whole 
the reason then this is why I love it so much. And I'm not recommending it just because she's my sister It's because I love the principles behind it, which is food freedom. Mm. So it's not like, oh, you're you're following nutrition plans. Now you can only have like salads, chicken and rice, which I've, I've been on before and they work great for weight loss. But they're also not exactly healthy and they're hard to do because you crave things mm. like she'll have for her breakfast. Bearing in mind, she follows her own nutrition plan. She has like oat bake things with Nutella and like milky bar buttons and shit. And it's like it's amazing because she still fits everything else in the day. So part of going with like an actual nutritionist in this way is that it does tackle that very, very specified, you know, like, like you mentioned, like lactose intolerant, doesn't eat egg, those kind of things can be worked around it because there are answers. Yeah. 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 I just, oh, and yeah, I, I despair with weight loss because like, mm-hmm. if you're not having to weigh all your food and all that shite, it's something else. Anyway, I, um, yeah, the first two weeks are pretty intense with like weighing foods and stuff yeah, or can see, be just to get you started. Time. I have done that before. I've done body sculpting. I've weighed all my food for months and months and months. And I tell you, like, it, it is just not sustainable with a kid. It's just not. I just can't do it. But anyway, that is like a whole kettle of rant that I'm trying to suppress. Um, so I'm going to move on. Uh, thing of the week. <laughs> but, so, yeah. Um, basically, what have you enjoyed, Sasha? Nothing. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> you said three things. I have enjoyed loads this week. I've been four things, to be honest with you, because of the thing that I can't talk about. That was pretty enjoyable. Yeah. I won't lie. Um, pretty amazing, people. <laughs> <laughs> such a dick. Um, so I'm looking over here because I really, I'm going to take one of the tiny things and then I think I might just let these um, spill over the next couple of weeks. And so I'll cheat a little bit. And the thing that mm. I've enjoyed will be the things from this week. But I think I will be enjoying them over the next week too. So um, one of the things, one of my characters, Scarlet, um, in Murdering Magicians is an assassin. And she um, carries a coin, right? And she's always carried this coin. And she uses the coin to make decisions about whether or not she'll take on assassin cases. And it's just a yes, no coin. But I found this yes, no coin in um, this store. And it was so cool and so amazing that um, I had to get it. And so for listeners who aren't watching the video, this coin is sort of like this mauve red color on one side and gold on the other. And it's sort of- Weirdly on the yes. Yeah, the yes, yeah, I know it is weird. The yes is the red color. Um, And it's sort of gold and very intricate writing. And it says destiny, fate, fortune. And then on the other side, it says, see all, know all, tell all. And um, it's sort of got an eye on it and and stuff. Anyway, so this was really cool. And I just wanted it for like, when I'm writing and I'm in her. Yeah, and I'm in her mindset and in her brain. And um, yeah, so I kind of felt like this was a really cool, this is my thing for her to represent her and to like, I don't know, like a a, a thingy dog, Pavlov's dog to like get me into Mm. the yeah mindset of her so that, that could be her. fun to like decide the fate of some of her things as well yes like, is she exactly. gonna go this way yes no and then it'd be like a prompt for you to steer the exactly now the second thing this was a book i stayed up reading last night uh and it's called some girls do by jennifer dugan dugan duggan whatever anyway so jennifer <laughs> something. and um this is a young adult um lgbt focusing on the l lesbian romance and it's contemporary and Dan I 
forgot what it was like to feel things when you're reading a book. So, <laughs> like, I'm not even joking. So I had this conversation with my wife last night and I was like, I read a lot of books and I have felt nothing all year. Like no feelings, no emotions, apart from The House in the Cerulean Sea because that is just a book full of joy. Um, and I was like, I forgot that you can actually ship characters and that you can actually feel things for characters. And like, I, I just, it was because it was a lesbian romance. That's my love. I saw me in there, you know? And I forgot that like, when I read straight romances, it's not that I don't, it's, it's just different. I feel, I actually feel things. It must be, which I don't get because I've loved men before. And, you know, God forbid, you know, we ever got divorced. I'm, you know, I, would I wouldn't come back to men. We're a horrible species. You are awful. <laughs> no, I'm, joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. You know, but, but, you know, I don't know. It is, I definitely feel disconnected from straight romance or like where the characters are straight. It's not, it's not that I feel, it's just, I just don't care. Do you know, I do care, but I don't, you know, I don't know how to explain this. Mm -hmm. it, it, this. I've tried to talk this through with a few different friends because I'm like, I don't understand what's happening. I don't understand why, when, like, cause it happened with Hanny and Issue. And I was like, oh my God. And I was like, oh, I just want to know what You know, and like, I'm, that is how I used to feel when I read books. And so, yeah, like, I don't know, but um, I'm ha I, I, I felt the emotions, real emotions. And I'm sure Scott's going to come back and say something about this bloody emotions. Yeah. But um, this, it, it's a lesson. It's telling me that I need to, one, read more lesbian specific young adult books. And so if anybody has any recommendations for young adults specifically lesbian, um books they don't need to be contemporary romances they could be fantasy they could be science fiction horror but they have to be young adult and they have to be lesbian i don't necessarily want adult stuff and i don't want g and t it could be bi they could be bi one of the characters was bi in this but um yeah because i have been sort of um just collecting young adult LGBT stuff. And so I've read a lot of gay stuff and I've read a lot of trans stuff, but again, didn't really feel the way that I felt when I read this. And, I, and it's been a very interesting thing to observe my emotional reactions to fiction. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, I was looking at LGBT and now actually I need to narrow even more and just focus on bi and, and L. Um, mm -hmm. And I went into Waterstones yesterday and, and the girl was like, oh my God. She was like, this is like the fourth time you've been in here looking for lesbian stuff. And I was like, wow, I must be a regular in here now. This is awkward. She was like, do you know what? She was like, I'm so frustrated for you. She was like, I'm going to go away and do research for you so that next time you come in, um, I've got a list of books to recommend you. And I was like, that is so You're amazing. If you had your own shelf dedicated to you. <laughs> I mean, I spend enough money in there. Um, <laughs> Can we get but, some yeah. LYA romance? Sure, come on over to the Sasha shelf. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, in conclusion, my conclusion is that everything that I write after I finish off the Keepers series is going to be lesbian for a while. 
So that's I like it. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. No, I think it, it, it's that point that I think um, particularly people within, um, I'm always cautious how I say stuff like this, but particularly like, because my demographic is obviously I'm a straight white male and there's a plethora of stuff out there that I can read. And I think it's, it raises a good point of why representation in fiction is like necessary because we connect most with the characters who are us. And so if there's not that selection out there and obviously, yeah. Everybody says that. And I'm like, yeah, that's really good advice. This is why we need it. But now I see why we need it. And I know this is like the second or third time we've talked about this, but this is really, this is a thing right now. Yeah. It's a massive, massive realization for me because I've been, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted you. Yeah. No, that was that was that was kind of it. Like just that importance, that sort of necessity to have different voices in every genre because like there are people all over the world that want to relate to characters in a way that makes them feel something, like the way that you have. And I completely understand like reading books about sort of certain perspectives that I don't necessarily understand. Like for me, they're really, really fun to read, but I don't necessarily connect with them because it's different. Mm. And yeah, it's it's so powerful when you do actually get yourself into a book that you can kind of put yourself in the seat of the character and go okay I understand this because it feels like me and I think that's sort of like when the magic of reading goes sort of just to the top of of what you can reach yeah I really feel like I had gotten disconnected from what reading was about and what Mm. why I love reading and and it's not to say that every straight book or every gay book or whatever I don't feel anything for like I just said the house in the cerulean sea I was like happy sobbing by the end of it um but it is a very different feeling when I do read a lesbian book and there are some straight books that I've read that I've you know really shipped the characters for or whatever um but yeah I don't know I'm just having lots of thoughts and reactions and uh, I'm giving myself permission in this next week to create in fact I'm going to make it my thing my action so I'll talk about that at the end okay weekly confessional Dan will finish the second edit of his blueprint and what and get ahead of his writing that's not the right one Dan will finish the final 25k of his client book which I did have nano pages ready for launch they are and we'll research places to promote so i now have a list of people and places i'm going to contact and reach out to to just promote the stuff i'm doing with nano to hopefully reach a wider audience and help more people yeah i could i was definitely reading the wrong thing um have you got yours do you want me to read yours no yeah can you read mine (laughs) we're doing so well sasha will finish reading rebel anthology stories and work on finishing the audiobook Oh my God, did I say I would finish reading the stories or did I say I would read more of the stories? What was the wording, Dan? I've written down what you said. Sasha will finish reading Rebel Anthology stories and work on finishing the audiobook. Listen, I know for a <laughs> I would not have said finish. Okay, because so, so, I know that we can argue back and forth on this. We After can. this episode is recorded, we're going to go back and listen to that soundbite together off air. Okay. And then we will decide okay. on whether or not Sasha no, no, is no, no, no. it. No, no, no. I finished. I finished reading them. So, okay, so what's the relevant Because I'm convinced I did not say I would finish reading them because I don't commit to deadlines right now. So I am like, there is no way. You had like three stories left to read. No, I had like 11. Uh, 
I had like 11 or 12 oh, oh. stories left to read. Anyway, you I did have it. finished. Congrats, I buddy. did. I finished yesterday. <laughs> oh my God. How dare you? Yeah, Damn I did finish. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I did it, winner. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I did finish. Um, Never know someone kick off such a fuss at finishing the thing they said they were going to do. <laughs> I, I, we are having a meeting today to do the final uh, things. I think we're down to 16. Um, Ooh, yeah. exciting. So I went to 25 and then we had to read like 16 to 20 stories, whatever it was. And um, yeah, we're down to 16, 16 that are all in consideration. Um, what was I going to, what was my other one? Uh, finish your, work on finishing the audiobook. So that was the one I nearly failed on because um, my voice. You sound like a man. Oh, it, you can't. It's not even like now I've like lubricated with milk. It's, you know, you can't do that. <laughs> well, oat milk, no anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been really struggling this week. My, my voice is definitely uh, not now, but uh, my voice has been lower, which you can hear in the audio. It's so hard to keep the audio all consistent. But um, yes, I did. I have only got, I think it's three chapters and two sections left to do of Game. my edits. And then I've got the proofers edits. So there's a few proofing edits. Uh, most of them aren't like they're not big so I'm I will get so yeah I think yeah I'm, I'm I I really I'm not going to commit to it but I'm really going to be very cross to myself if I don't get it finished next week that's all I'm going to say on that okay I'll get it comments oh my god are we only on comments how long is this <laughs> going on uh, about three hours so um just quickly to add as well for people who are involved in the level up challenge you now have well, it'll be a week and a half, really, by the time that this episode airs to finish the things you said you're going to do, lest you juggle some eggs. So I'm excited for that. Uh, comments to last week's episode, number 76, was what is your why? And we had a couple of comments from patrons. So thank you to Victoria Williams, who says, my why is pretty simple. If I don't, I become an absolute bitch. Just ask my husband. Seriously, I'm not being facetious. I am miserable when I'm not being creative. That's why I am in an industry that lets me expand my creative skills. I'm not in landscaping because I like having dirt under my fingernails. It's because I like creating and the beauty God's given us. The same reason why I do crafts. I like seeing things come forward from a design given by others. But my why for writing is because to me, there is something magical and mysterious about taking the thoughts from my mind and putting them on paper in a coherent way so other people can read and enjoy it and understand what I'm writing. And just a note on that, like I remember there was a, a forward on one of Stephen King's books where he literally talks about that process of like... Um, uh, like telekinesis and time travel of like how you can write something and then someone like across the other side of the world 30 years later can read that and be transported back to that moment it was first written which is just oh, I love uh, RS says I've always been creative I thought I'd want to be an actress or singer growing up but throughout my childhood I was always writing about imaginary characters bullying made me write about my hopes and dreams and then when I got older and properly appreciated that people wrote the books that brought me so much joy I wanted to be among them I want to be in the author community I write to escape and in the hopes that I bring people joy with my books like others did for me there's an endless magic to writing and I'll add one more um from our Facebook group um from Alina because I quite like this one that said uh I found a neat exercise the other day that helps narrow down the true why starting with a basic statement of success write down why you want that then write the why for that statement and continue until you get to why number seven. So just get progressively more granular. granular, And that is your true why. 
I did this just to see what I'd end up with. I expected to end up at something like wanting to be able to provide for my parents, but it came down to proving to myself that I could do it because I deserve to have my dream job. Love the episode and what a fantastic question. Hmm, that is a very interesting exercise. Yeah, I've heard that in a few places. I think it's just because we go very, very surface level when we start to think about these things. Um, and the more you ask yourself that question, the more you, you force yourself to think and understand there are like layers of motivation. Mm. So, yes, over to you. OK, so the question is, why community? So full disclaimer, uh, there's a motive behind this question. And it's <laughs> and so after all this time, it's trying to work out the way to say it. So one of my challenges for the Level Up Challenge was to launch the thing. And this kind of links into this. So why community? Community for me, I think I went into a bit of detail on this last week, but I didn't realize how much I needed community until I found it. Like I've always been surrounded by people along the writing journey. Like when I first started getting into writing, I wrote by myself and then I stumbled across the Hawk and Cleaver guys and got involved in them and didn't realize at the time, because it was just, you know, a thing that I was doing, how valuable it was for me to be in a group of people who are in the same position as me, who had very, very similar goals, who were like trying to achieve the same things. And that really kind of like propelled me along my writing journey. And it's not just for writing. It's like when I used to do parkour, one of the biggest parts of just the enjoyment out of parkour for me was the group that I used to do it with. And there were like 15, 20 of us that would go out sort of like a couple of times a week. We'd jump on stuff. We'd like, you know, have socials. And you just surround yourself with people that love the thing that you do, which helps like fuel your passion and like light the fire. And uh, I, I often say now, because a lot of people have said to me, like, would you ever go back to parkour? And I'm like, I'd love to go back to parkour because I love the action. I love the movements. I love just the entire practice. But I know it will be difficult to replicate that community and to find my way back into that because that was such a core part of why I used to do it. it was like the people that used to do it with me. Um, and so community, I think, for anyone trying to be serious about anything, or not even just serious, but just to like really propel their passion, I think is so, so, so key um, to longevity, to sustainability. And obviously, like I have a writing group, Wilcox Writers, in which I have a group of people who come on and join me on sprints not for me like because it goes it goes two ways on that for me it's amazing because I get to like be a part of people's process and see people flourish and like the things that they achieve within that group but I also know that I'm being watched so I try and do better to be a good example for that community and back and forth um and then kind of segueing this into the thing I guess um so my level up challenge is to announce the thing and the thing that I've been working on for the past sort of like, when did I start? February, March time, really, like the season started going into is I am officially launching a writing community, like a, a bigger writing community than the Wilcox Writer stuff that I did. Uh, I teased it in the beginning. It's called Activated Authors. And for me, what I really, really want to do and wanted to do, and I've sort of got people in there already, which is quite a lot of fun, but um, what I really wanted to do was create a community based around the stuff that brings me fire and brings me passion and keeps me going. And so activated authors, it's all about healthy productivity. It's about understanding the author journey and just being around authors who need to buoy each other up. There are loads of places where you can go to sort of study marketing, craft, business, all that kind of stuff. And there's elements of that within this, but my entire ethos on this is how can we create happy, sustainable writers, no matter whether you want to go full-time or part-time and just to have a place where everyone can come together 
and so yeah i've been working on that for like seven months now um community to me has just become such a core component of what i do and accountability and like like i say i just i really enjoy seeing the writers come into like we've got a slack group um there's like a level where you can get involved in all the, the zoom sprints and everything else and so i just really wanted to create a system in which people can come in if they're sort of uncertain about you know certain parts of writing community if they're lonely linking back to last week for apparently six years i've been saying writing doesn't have to be lonely the writing i've already forgotten the wording people say that writing uh, is lonely work but does it have to be like that's just been a thread apparently through what i've been doing so i'm culminating this i'm officially launching activatedauthors.com um it's going to be my little sort of well my big non-fiction business it's going to have blogs it's going to have resources it's going to have community it's going to have videos and courses and the whole lot um over the next sort of few years it will grow but it's there it's official it's it's launched and there you go so why community because we as humans are social creatures community and surrounding yourself in the right people is fundamental and i don't just say that as someone who is running a community but as someone who has been a part of many communities over the years community is fundamental to keeping you going and especially on those hard days when you think that things suck and you don't know why you're doing it to see other people who are in the same situation is invaluable to you um like it just it just unlocks that and makes you feel less alone so that you understand that like the struggle is there for everyone and so push and there there you go feel all self-conscious now <laughs> i do feel self-conscious self before i answer i just want to say i'm really really proud of you so well done um, uh, yeah i'm very there's, there's a lot got into it where it goes for you and uh fingers crossed that yeah it is community and freedom and excitement and passion and fire and all of those things so yes yeah. and it also in a little way it ties back to a conversation that we had last october november time where i said about how i don't like i want to run author services and help authors but i don't want sort of finance to be a real burden um so i'm building this community in a way in which there are different stages that people could join in at depending on like what their affordability is and you know how much they want to get from it um but i'm packing value into sort of every level i can to make it as worthwhile as possible for authors so activatedauthors.com check it out so i've had a very strange relationship with community i would say like my whole life um i have always been an outsider and I have fought for so long to try and belong and I tried to belong to the popular group at school and I tried to belong at the drama with the dance and and the other you know girls that did all that stuff and I tried and then I you know then I tried to belong to the sports teams and then I tried to belong you know all of these different places and I have never belonged ever in any group in any community and I was bullied most of school and in the end I gave up and I would spend my lunch times in the library and I was very happy doing that because no one would bother me um and you know like it's a very strange thing to want to belong to community and try to find those people that your puzzle piece shapes fit next to and not be able to find it 
and so yeah like I I felt for a long time very resistant and very um resentful of watching cliques and groups and communities and I think the last straw for me was when I lost I had this big group of um LGBT friends uh, shortly as I was finishing university and they we 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 were all this massive group it was about 30 of us and I loved it and then I got pregnant and it was all good and well whilst I could still go to the pub of course I couldn't drink mm-hmm. um but you know I you know I could still be out and be with everybody and then I had Atlas and within a month they all stopped talking to me and I lost a group of 30 people like literally overnight it was gone and I fell into a bit of a depressive big d depressive state and it wasn't post uh what's the thing called postpartum is it postpartum Mm -hmm. yeah postnatal postnatal yeah whatever it was it's not that it wasn't I had no connection issues with Atlas it wasn't that I was lonely um and oh I'm getting emotional if it weren't for my mum I actually think I might have had a a worse depressive episode than I did at that point. Um, Didn't realise this was going to be that hard to talk about. Um, So I had nobody because I was young. I was like 26. Uh, None of my friends were getting married. Well, the friends that I had left were mostly work colleagues who were at work. And I didn't fit in at work. So I had nobody like I had no not really, you know, I had a couple of people at work, but they had different lives to me. They weren't married to the same sex. They they didn't have to go through fertility stuff. You know, I so nobody was getting nobody was married. Nobody was having babies. So I was completely on my own. And. I turned to writing that is it was around then that I turned to writing and I just, I had to, um, oh my God, this is really hard to talk about. Um, wow. Uh, yeah. So I turned to writing and, um, at that point I had given up and I just didn't want friends and I didn't want to find a community because I didn't believe I would ever find a community. Um, but the more that I wrote, the more that I found people whose puzzle pieces did fit in my puzzle and who did understand the juxtaposition between that desire of wanting to create and the resistance that a lot of us face on the business side and the having to juggle the work and the the night times or the mornings if you're a morning person but I really feel like the crux of this journey for me was the giving up so like I kind of just went you know what because you know I didn't want to do traditional and that is another community you know and I hadn't really found my feet in the indie community and so I just said oh fuck it I'm just not gonna bother and then I started the rebel author podcast (laughs) And, and that was kind of my like the more I think about it the more I'm like that was my saying oh well fuck it I this is me this is me everyone that's it full stop and I didn't try and find a community and the minute I stopped trying to find the community and this is very different to most people the community found me and and it is the best thing that that has ever happened to me because 
I finally understand why people crave other people, why people crave that feeling of belonging and that feeling of acceptance and that feeling of knowing that there is another person. Oh my God, I am really trying very hard to stay dead on the inside right now. Um, like knowing that there is another person who lives and breathes your pain and your love and your desire and um yeah all of those things and oh my god I'm actually crying um and so I just like I am so deeply grateful to the community for friends and for understanding and for knowing what like being a rebel and being creative and like the community means everything to me is is basically where I am at like it has been this ridiculous journey of being on the outside and having nobody and having no connections to like being in this world where people want me to be me and I've never had that and like that is just magic and I don't know but like it is everything community is everything to me and so yeah that is the end of my TED talk and I'm never ever going to live this episode down so fuck you for making me ask this question I literally hate you right now <laughs> so firstly you're amazing thank you so much for sharing that because I'm sure that like means to lots of people and like I I've been through quite a similar arc where I through most of my school days I had a very strong group of friends and then like when I was 16 my parents moved me like an hour and 45 minutes north where I like had to start all over and then I created a whole new group of friends at college and at college I was very much a person that like knew lots of people but didn't know them like I'd, I'd say hi like, I'd, I was very friendly I'd say hi to people in the corridors like, I had a very sort of smallish group of friends and then I moved again two hours away to a place where I like had no one again to start the whole journey and it's fucking exhausting trying to get new friends and then when Bailey was born I was very very similar because I had him I was 24 when Bailey was born and none of our friends were having kids people were still like going out on nights out and very very quickly that that world begins to shrink and it just becomes like you guys because you you don't fit in with the things that the other people do and I think that kind of brings me to the crux of like this whole concept of like community and just people in general. And like there are two things that I want to drill down a little bit. Number one, I love the fact that you you said about the fact that when you stopped trying, people came. And when you like accepted who you were and just became transparent, the community found you. I love that so much. That's like so powerful. And something that I try and talk about a lot on like other podcasts that I go on is just that whole thing of like be yourself. And it seems like such a cliche thing for people to to hear and to say. But it's 100% true because the more you try to pretend to be someone else, the more luggage you carry and the more toxicity you carry in your own person. And who you're introducing yourself to in that community isn't you. So they're not going to know you. They're not going to like you. And then that comes into like why one of the, the most powerful things that I've had people in um, sort of Wilcox writers have said is like just being around other people that speak your language, mm. other people that understand your struggle. Um like we've got people in our community who just say that their family just doesn't get it they're very close with their family but they just don't get it their friends just don't get it like you need to if you really sort of love this kind of thing and last week we spoke about people's why and people say like they love writing like they're, they're pissed off and they're bitches if you can't do it like be with other people that understand that because mm -hmm. that's not everyone 
And so find the place, no matter what community it is, where you fit in into that puzzle piece. And then this is the thing that is both wonderful and also kind of terrifying about the internet these days. No matter what you love, no matter who you are, no matter what you've been through in life, no matter your age, no matter your background, no matter your sexual orientation, no matter the color of your skin, like you look for a community online for something, it will exist. Yeah. There is a community for adults who like to go home and be babies. And I'm not judging that or saying that in any judgmental way, but that's a fact. There is a community for very, very small niches. <laughs> and so if there's something that you love, there is someone out there who loves that thing too. Find them because that's powerful and that will infinitely just lift that weight off your shoulders. That's why community. Yeah, yeah. And I am dreading the onslaught of conversation <laughs> <laughs> that I know full well is going to come at the end of this fucking episode. You don't have to be heartless to be loved for who you are, Sasha. I am heartless. People don't know you. I will remain this way. My eyeballs got sweaty. And that is the Yeah, end. have you got onions under the desk? Have you been I putting do. onions there again? How did uh, you know it was the onions? Yeah. <laughs> I just know the comments that are coming. I just know. And I'm like, oh, why? Um, okay. Can I just point out, I had no idea what I was going to say before I started speaking, because even though we knew this... this, I think session, that came across. <laughs> yeah, I literally was like, wow, where is this coming from? Did not know I was going to say any of this stuff. Anyway, um, okay, so uh, how are we levelling up our author business this week? I am going to reach out to the places that I listed this week to look for places to promote the bootcamp stuff um i am also going to uh i'm not sure what i'm working on this week oh um create a bunch of the resources for the nano preppers awesome um i mean other stuff but that's the, the key stuff yeah so i am going to give myself permission to create a list of um lesbian and bisexual young adult books um and also isn't it funny that we talked about community and my thing of the week was basically finding my community within a genre Mm -hmm. yeah i just thought i'd bring that full circle uh so yeah i am going to work on the audiobook i i i am going to work on three things one i'm going to create that list two i'm going to work on the audiobook and three um i'm going to work on finishing off the whole raft of things that i am doing for other people i would like to try and tick off as many of those as possible because i really 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 need to clear the decks um yeah. and i think i um i'm at the point where i'm just going to shut everything down i'm just going to shut down and just narrow in like essentially should we make one of our things to arrange a date for a strategy day uh, yeah, let's do it over Wagamama. <laughs> I had a Waggers last night. Celebrate, oh, you bitch! Celebrate the Wagger. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, so we'll put that on both our lists. Alrighty, and so the audience question of the week, and uh, it's all right if you need to have sweaty eyeballs, everyone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's raining on my face. 
It's raining on my face. Um, is um, I am so mortified. I just know one particular person is going to come at me for this, and we both know who that person is. That person knows who they are. Um, anyway. Be gentle. Oh. She's tender. <laughs> she has a rainy face. Um. <laughs> So yeah, uh, I don't know why I've, I've lost my shit. What, what Question of the week. Yeah, why community? And uh, we will see you next week. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs> Hungry for more? If you enjoyed this podcast, you can hear more of my angelic accent and Dan's dulcet tones on our other podcasts. For more of me, check out the Great Writer Share podcast. For more of me, listen to the Rebel Author Podcast. We'll be back next week holding each other to account as Dan and Sasha become Next Level Authors. Do you have the things for the episode? <laughs> I don't even know what number it is. Is this, wait, wait, wait. Is it 77? Is it 77? It's 77. Yeah. It's 77. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I wondered if you'd get there before we hit triple digits. <laughs> I did it! <laughs> <laughs>